And when you can reach that point where you do something, not for the results it can create, but for the sheer joy of it, I think that's when you know you've created a degree of ease in your life. And when you can bring that to your relationship with God, I, I really do believe that you leave behind a lot of the burdens of being human. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. and welcome back to Experable. I hope today is a good day for you and I also hope that life in general is treating you well. Thank you so much for finding time to listen to Experable because as we all know, there are so, so many other options available out there. So the fact that you choose Experable to give your precious time to, it means a lot to me. I pour a lot of love and effort into each episode and it really makes me very happy that you appreciate the work and that it benefits you. At least I'm hoping that it benefits you. Uh, The show has gone through a lot of identities. My whole brand has had a few identities. But I think I'm finally in the right place with all of my messaging, the podcast, and all the assets that I'm creating. I have not shared all of them yet. The website is still being updated, and there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be out soon. But finally, I believe that my brand is wearing the right identity. I'm being a lot more open and vulnerable and candid in how I'm showing up online, especially with you, my podcast listeners and my newsletter subscribers. And I'm okay with it, which is very surprising because I'm a very, very private person. But I feel good about everything that's happening. So I'm hoping that means I'm on the right path. Uh, I finally feel like I'm good and home and it's showing in the results that I'm getting, which makes me very happy. And it is largely because of you. Thank you so much once again for being a part of this journey and for always being so patient and supportive as I make change after change without warning most of the time and showing me love when I do finally share the results. Thank you. I'm feeling very emotional today because today's episode is super special. It's the 100th episode of the podcast. Yay. (laughs) And it's coming out on my birthday and it's a Monday, which is my favorite day of the week. So it feels almost divine. It's also why instead of a guest episode, I decided to do a solo episode for this Monday and share with you a few learnings that have really shifted things in my life. You know, birthdays are for a person their new year. And you always find yourself reflecting on your life, who you've become, where life's going to take you next, how much progress you've made on your goals, the love you have in your life, etc, etc. We get really introspective on our birthdays. I'm no different, but this year, I have to say, I'm feeling very strong, certain, steady, and there are certain things that have led me to this place of conviction and inner peace. And I want to share all of that with you um, in the hopes that it will help you too. And these are not elaborate life lessons. They are more of a shift in perspective or mindset or just three pieces of wisdom that are currently dominating my life that keep my happiness safe even in the most challenging periods. They've helped me make better decisions when business opportunities, relationships have fallen through or when I've failed myself in some way. And right now and for the last two years, I would say it's been a tumultuous period 
uh, for me. And yet I have honestly never felt more grounded. Like my roots are going in so deep that I don't think any storm can shake me at this time, I should say, because the only thing each one of us can say with certainty, despite our very unique life experiences, is that life is very unpredictable. But right now, I am feeling very strong, very stable, very secure. And I want to share the learnings that have brought me the sense of steadiness, this conviction that I'm walking the right path. And anything that seems like a challenge or a problem, so to say, is meant to make my life and my character better. So let's move on to those three uh, pieces of wisdom, those three realizations, perspective, mindset shifts. The first thing I want to talk about is surrender. I have talked about this concept before, but my knowledge, it always feels very incomplete because every new turn in life teaches me something more about it. Surrender in one respect for me is all about faith. My faith has always been a dominant part of my life, but now it has become more than a security blanket, it's now a source of active joy and pleasure in my life. I'm a Hindu, a fairly religious Hindu, not in a ritualistic way, but I'm very invested in the teachings of my religion. I use them to course correct, make decisions, and of course, to maintain my inner sense of balance. I pray every day, and it's a constant source of strength for me, and it's also my point of surrender. For me, my faith is absolute. I have finally reached a place where I no longer pray because I'm asking for something or for rescue or relief. I pray because prayer in itself is my joy. I talk to God and I share my goals and I do ask for help, but whatever the result, it doesn't affect my prayers or the love that I bring to my worship. It's like my passion for work. I work a lot, but it's not a problem because I really love my work. And when you can reach that point where you do something, not for the results it can create, but for the sheer joy of it, I think that's when you know you've created a degree of ease in your life. And when you can bring that to your relationship with God, I think, I, I really do believe that you leave behind a lot of the burdens of being human because your faith can be that one thing to hold you steady through a storm. If you've read the Bhagavad Gita, it talks a lot about surrender. Uh, and if you've not read Bhagavad Gita, it's something I recommend very strongly. And you don't have to read it as a religious text. You can just read it as a book. So as I said, Bhagavad Gita talks a lot about surrender and it's a conversation, um, Bhagavad Gita, that is, is a conversation that happened between Lord Krishna and Arjun and it happens in a battleground. Now Arjun, who is a warrior standing in a battleground, is faced with a moral conundrum. The enemy he faces is his own family and his conscience and heart is heavy with the knowledge that if he moves forward, he will be killing members of his own family. He then turns to Lord Krishna, his friend, mentor and guide, to help him re resolve this moral dilemma. And Lord Krishna tells him, and this is a very tiny part of Bhagavad Gita, which is a huge text and teaches you the entire way of life. But just for the benefit of this episode, I'm sharing a very tiny part of it. So Lord Krishna tells Arjun that it is his duty as a warrior to move forward and fight the fight with honor and dignity. And if his heart is heavy and his feet are dragging, he should surrender his burden, surrender himself into Lord Krishna's care, forgetting all his doubts and all that society has taught him that is now getting in the way of his duty. If he can surrender, Lord Krishna will take care of him and will ensure that no negative reactions plague him in this path. It's this surrender that we must find in life. Because if you have faith so absolute that it allows for surrender, you will be able to revel in your worship, in your love for God. 
and life when it throws challenges your way when it surrounds you in darkness and in pain you will seek meaning in it for me whenever i'm faced with challenges something bad in life some kind of pain and suffering i always ask okay what is god trying to teach me now what is he trying to tell me and most importantly the dominant thought is i can't wait to grow through this challenge and be a little bit more worthy of the life and resources i have been blessed with and be more worthy of the love i ask for every time i pray of course there's some crying and complaining but thanks to this willingness to surrender it doesn't last long i can surrender because i believe that i am in god's protection and nothing can happen to me that is not meant for my betterment my trust and my faith is absolute it doesn't mean that i rely completely on religious texts to make my decisions or i live by them absolutely 100% no i always use my own judgment and my own sense of right and wrong to guide me i lean on my parents the people that i trust to help me make decisions along with the religious texts but my faith it eases away a lot of those burdens that that my fellow human beings cannot help me with that my own understanding of the world cannot help me with i really cannot begin to explain this in words so if you don't already have it in your life i invite you to try it on for size go through one season of life with your faith placed firmly in whatever god you worship or maybe it's the universe for you whatever whatever you believe in just don't react too much to anything feel your feelings but do it with your faith alive and well so you may cry for your loss but you also wait to find out how it was all for the best you let god guide you and you keep your heart open and filled with love don't let anger take hold if it remains a struggle or if you just don't believe in god or anything else find another point of surrender something that allows you to rest easy during difficult periods of life for me that means acting in integrity with my values and once i have given life my best i let go and await the result with easy conscience and a willingness to face whatever comes next i talked about this in a previous episode that was all about having anchors in your life something to hold you steady so basically if you don't want to get tossed around every time universe decides to test you have something in your life that you can anchor yourself in for me as i said it's always acting in integrity with my value system If I know that I have done the right thing to the best of my understanding and ability, I find it easier to surrender. I mean, we love control so much. We all do, which is laughable because despite how much we scramble and fight for it, it's just an illusion and a ridiculous one at that. There is no control. None of us humans have any control over anything. Look back to what we have faced in the past 2 to 3 years and look around you right now. The world is hell-bent it seems on showing us mortals just how little control we really have. So why not enjoy the ride? Why not be at ease with a little surrender that has been my biggest learning in life and it is currently serving me to a degree that I cannot put in words. The next piece of learning which has been hugely helpful in itself but it may also help you find surrender. So my learning has been that pain and suffering is treasure. it's gold of course only if you survive it right but if you're happy all the time and you didn't get there by going through the fire then i may not know you but i can say with some confidence that your security and happiness are standing on shaky ground if for no other reason than the fact that you simply have never been tested your character has not gone through any trials and for all you know in a storm on a metaphorical sinking ship 
you will be like that side character in a movie, in a survival movie that on the first sign of trouble goes into panic and makes the situation way worse. Or you will be like that vicious villain who pushes other people off to save himself. Both of those options are pretty horrendous. We all want, or at least should want, to be like the hero or the heroine who boldly step forward to strategize and then calmly execute the plan. Because they have been in these situations before and experience tells them that the only way to survive, well, is to not panic. And maybe that's the ideal, right? That's the absolute ideal. But to even get close to that, we need to collect a variety of life experiences. Because if all we have are good, happy moments, well, who knows how we'll perform when life gets a little tough. So pain and suffering are good if your perspective is right. And by sharing this, I am not hoping you'll go out and seek pain. Uh, maybe you just are a really lucky person and life is extra kind to you, which is awesome. Definitely celebrate that. But I just want you to ask yourself if you're avoiding pain without even realizing it. Saying no to adventures, projects, opportunities, relationships, anything with the potential for failure or pain. Because if the happiness or sense of security you have in life is because of avoidance, well, what's that happiness really worth? And the sense of security, it's costing you massively, even if you don't realize it. So shift your perspective around pain and suffering. Live a larger life. Don't set limits on yourself. Because believe me when I tell you from personal experience that till you have been tested, till you have actually gone through the fire, you have no idea who you are. You've never seen yourself at full capacity. And we see ourselves at full capacity when we are pushed for survival. Think of every superhero movie ever made. It's only when the hero gets cornered that they tap into their real power and really let go. So let the clouds roll in, bring on the thunder, face it with courage, stay standing, and when it's quiet again, when it's all good again, meet the new you. And even then, I'm telling you, and I can almost guarantee this, you will still be only at like 60% of your true capacity. So keep pushing at your limits. You are so much stronger, braver, more capable than you know. Now, the last lesson it's something that I learned actually from what happened on my last birthday. And this lesson or more of a realization was that people have to matter more than things. And how you feel about yourself, what you see when you look in the mirror, has to matter more than your social image or status. No matter if focusing more on how you feel means giving up on some of your ambitions or denying that success. Let me clarify. So... I really like celebrating my birthdays by going to a famous temple in the country, in India, where I live. So last year, we went to Varanasi, which was something I was very eager to do. I had been waiting to visit Varanasi. It's one of the most magical cities in India with a lot of mysteries, and it holds a special significance for Shiv followers, devotees uh, of Lord Shiv. And I am an ardent Shiv follower, so I was very, very happy to be in that city. And on my birthday at 4 a.m. in the morning, I went to this very famous Shiv temple in Varanasi. And once we got there, we were very surprised and not so surprised to see the sheer amount of people that had gathered to go into the temple. Surprised because it was 4 a.m. So we had really hoped that it wouldn't be as crowded, but also not surprised because our temple in India is always fully packed. So we really should have expected it. Anyways, we made our way into the temple and we got into the line, the queue that would take us to the idol. So, you know, we can say our prayers and we are only really given a few seconds because there are so many people waiting in the line behind 
behind us. Now, I was in the queue and it was very crowded and the temple is not all that big or at least the main prayer area is not that big. So all the people were essentially packed into a very small area. And I also happened to be claustrophobic. Now, I've been going to temples since I was a small little girl and the crowds, they bother me a little, but I'm still able to keep my mood up. I'm happy to be in the temple and it's all good. But this crowd, they started pushing and shoving, which made the whole situation way worse. Very quickly, there was no space left in between me and the person behind me and the person in front of me. So there was no room to breathe. It was very crowded, but the people in there, because of their lack of consideration, they made it way worse. I tried to be tolerant, hold on to my patience, but it soon became hard for me to breathe and I, I got very uncomfortable. I looked to my left and there was a police officer there and I told him that I can't breathe. And he just completely ignored me. Like someone not being able to breathe, well, what the hell does that matter? The person may pass out and with the crowd there might just get trampled to death, but who gives a shit, right? So there I was trying to calm myself and keep breathing when I heard this little kid's voice yelling, Mama, Mama, and clearly the kid was crying. And judging from the voice, it was a very small kid. And <laughs> nobody was doing anything. It still breaks my heart when I think about it. I was in such physical discomfort, but worse than that was the fact that there was a small child begging for help and nobody was bothered. Right there in that moment, um, well, I was reeling in disbelief that people were just pushing and shoving. Nobody was doing anything to pull that kid out of the crowd. I couldn't breathe and nobody was bothered. Then finally, I yelled really loudly and pushed my way out of the crowd and to the side. And I was crying quite badly by that point, but it was less because of physical discomfort and more because of just how utterly disappointed I felt in my fellow humans. You know, one of the reasons why I go to temples on my birthday, it's not to pray because I can do that anywhere. It's to tap into that energy, those positive vibrations that all of these many, many devotees bring to a temple. It's faith, hope, belief, it's love, worship, adoration. And I like to be surrounded by that energy. But on that particular day, all I felt was desperation. These people... I don't know if they thought that God was giving out blessings based on first come first serve basis or what, but it was heartbreaking. I was standing in a temple and all I could feel was utter disappointment and disbelief. I'm still not over the shock of it all. Maybe that makes me naive, I don't know, but it's only now that I can narrate the whole incident without crying. The reason I'm sharing this story is because standing in that temple, I decided that I'm never going to put myself in a position where I have to share space with people who would do that to someone for their own selfish needs. And that if something feels wrong, regardless of the optics or the setup of the situation, you have to trust that feeling and walk away. Standing in the temple felt wrong, but at the same time, it's a temple. I'm at my happiest when I'm in a temple, but it felt wrong. Ignoring a child calling out for its mother? Hell no, there's no way I ever want to be in a situation like that again. And because of my passivity, I was a party to something so cruel. So I decided not gonna go to temples again. Obviously, that decision wasn't gonna last. I love going to temples and I went to one recently and had a wonderful, wonderful experience. But having an experience like that, when I've been going to temples for over 30 years, I think it was meant to lend strength to this idea that profit, optics, other people's opinions, it's all on one side, but you have to do what feels right. And if what you're doing on paper, theoretically, it seems all good and okay, but if it leads you to hurting people in any way, shape or form, it's not okay to do that thing. 
those people in the temple, they could see me crying. And I know had I been one of those people watching some girl gasping for breath and wiping away tears, it would have made me feel very, very small. Just the fact that I couldn't help that kid bothers me. And, and look around you. Look at the world we live in. Cruelty has become casual. But I absolutely do believe that there is a lot that we can do to change the situation. We need to be more demonstrative, vocal about what is right and what is not. And no, I'm not talking about activism. That's one way to go, but that's not for everyone. Uh, what I mean is embodying it in your own behavior. Becoming, uh, or at least I should say trying to be a good role model. Let's value people more than we value things and accomplishments. Nurture your relationships with the same dedication that you pour into your work. When you see someone in distress, stop and help them, even if you have to take a loss to do it. Play your part better. Be better. I am trying to do that. It's not always easy, but when I do it, even if it's messy, even if it's done badly, the feeling that comes once it's all done, there's nothing like it. That is peace and contentment. Let's also care more about how we are feeling, who we are becoming, and pay attention to what it tells us when making decisions and prioritize that over some generic template for success. The internet is filled with advice videos telling people to stop being nice. And by all means, we should all work towards becoming stronger people, fully able to stand up for ourselves and speak up when necessary. But there is space within you for strength and consideration. You are smart enough to recognize when you can positively contribute to another human being's life and when you're being taken advantage of. We can always tell. Pay closer attention to your feelings, your instincts. If you're spiritual or religious, pay attention to whether how you're feeling in the moment, it's closer to how you feel when you pray or meditate, or if it's dimming that light. I really believe that you'll get the right answer. I know what I've shared up to this point can bring up some strong emotions, and I welcome any kind of calm, mutually respectful discussion. So as always, my email is available in the episode description. And if you have something to add, please do share. I also feel it very necessary to say that I adore my country. And like every other country, we have certain issues. But please don't let what I've shared uh, stop you from visiting India. It's a beautiful, beautiful country with mysteries, stories, love, song, and dance, and divine energy in every corner. And if you want to visit a temple, uh, and it's a very famous one, <laughs> then let me know because I will continue to visit temples. But now I have tricks to not ever be in a situation like the one I shared with you. So when you decide to visit, let me know or just find a good guide. I promise you we're good hosts. So I'm sure you'll leave with a smile on your face and a heart full of memories. And now let's move on because I'm starting to sound like a tourism ad. Uh, I do want to share this one exercise that I did recently and I hope you'll do too. If you're an old listener, you've probably heard uh, Julie Wynn on some of the episodes. She's one of my best friends and she recommended an exercise that people should do on their birthdays. And as most of what Julie shares on their ads to my life, I thought, why not? And even if it's not your birthday or it has come and gone already, I think you should still do this. We've got almost six months left of 2023. And doing this exercise might just help you bring some intentionality to that time and make the best use of it. So the exercise is super simple. It's to pick a few words or a word that you want should describe either you going forward or that should be descriptive of the prominent theme in your life. I think the exercise is great because it just compels you to reflect on how you're showing up every day and if that's good enough for you or if you want to either do better or just do things differently. 
If you do this exercise and come up with some new themes, words for yourself, please do share them with me. I want to have a conversation about this exercise. It's very subtle and deceptive in its simplicity, but I do believe that it brings your focus onto something important and in need of attention in your life. So let's talk about it. And you know, I value any opportunity to get to know you better. So shoot me an email whenever you find the time to do the exercise and we'll talk. Now I'm off to have a fun birthday and I hope you two have an awesome day and I will talk to you real soon. Take care. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you've made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit, or maybe you just like hanging out with me, or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know. So if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode. Mm -hmm.